talk about faith, life, and adulting. My name is Micah Keneally. And I'm Josiah Keneally. We're your hosts. And we have fun recording and creating, releasing to the world this podcast. Thanks for tuning in, subscribing, rating, and reviewing this show. Those mean the world to us, and they help us actually reach more listeners with the message of FYI. Podcast speaking of which... We always like to start off with some encouragement, at least on our behalf, to see what God is doing in people's lives. So this one is from Pastor Silky. It says, let's go. Here's his review. Love when Mike and Josiah Keneally host podcasts aimed at next generation audiences like college students. Can't wait to hear how God uses this pod to bless students all across the nation. And that is truly our heart to see lives changed all for the namesake of Jesus Christ. So we just give God all the glory. So thank you, uh, Pastor Silky, for just saying those kind words. That is also our prayer to be the hands and feet of Christ through this podcast, to meet you where you're at, at the gym, on the campus, in your new dorm, in your new home, in your new relationship with Christ or with somebody else, whatever that is and looks like for you. So we are here to unpack one question every episode that you're, you've tuned in. You are asking the hard questions. You are asking questions that you are up against in life each and every single day and you just want to know what do I do how do I become a better person where do I go from here and today's question Josiah is simply but not simply this yeah the today's question is how do I pick up my cross daily how do I pick up my cross daily that's a really good question that brings us to Matthew chapter 16 verse 24 and a few verses after it and um, these are the words of Jesus, actually. This is the teaching of Jesus. How do I know? It says in Matthew 16, 24, Then Jesus said to his disciple, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good? Will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their own soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. Wow. And so it's been said before that one of the greatest challenges of the Christian life is that it is daily. Mm-hmm. It's a daily dying to ourselves, picking up our cross and following Jesus. It's not just the teachings that we like. Mm-hmm. It's not just the teaching that, that makes us feel good. Mm-hmm. It's not just the things that are convenient. It actually is implied and imperative that our faith is going to cost us something. Right. That part of being a disciple a follower of Jesus, is that we actually pick up our cross because he hung on a cross. And if what he, does that mean? What does that mean for the, like, the person who's like, maybe they don't go to church, maybe they're just tuning in, they don't necessarily have a relationship with Jesus, or they're just trying to check things out? Like, How would you describe, like, pick up my cross? Like, What in the world does that even mean? Can you just unpack that just right off the bat? Like, Man. My, 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 it means this. (laughs) He's on the spot right now, you guys. (laughs) If you look at, for Christians, for those who follow Christ, the person of Jesus, he is a historical figure. Mm -hmm. He's also God. He's fully man, fully God. He came 
2,000 plus years ago. And he lived a perfect, sinless life. And sin, doing wrong, knowing right and doing wrong is sin. And we are all guilty of that. There is no perfect being except Jesus. And so the wages of that sin is death. So I, Josiah, I deserve death. Micah deserves mm -hmm. death. The wages of sin, which we've sinned, it's death. Mm -hmm. Certain and sudden death. That's our, that's our future. And yet Jesus lived that perfect, sinless, spotless life. And he died in our place. He actually was betrayed mm -hmm. by Judas Iscariot. And he had to carry his cross in Jerusalem. Literally. Literally, carry. like pick up yes. a cross that he was ultimately going to die on. So for, for a Christ follower, the person that we follow hung on a cross. They killed him. He was wildly popular. He threatened the customs and the history and and really the the religions of the day he was a threat and it was, people were intimidated by him and he was wildly popular crowds followed jesus and yet the religious leaders they were who crucified jesus and so what does it mean to follow jesus is it means to follow him in death right and that's a bold message this easter week is that Jesus was actually born to die. Right. Like the darkest day in history is now called Good Friday. And why is that, Micah? That was the day, you know, Jesus went to die on the cross, but three days later, which is Easter Sunday is when he was resurrected. He, he died, was buried, and rose again. And when that happened, I mean, I, I would just say to the person who's listening is like, how, how can he forgive my sin? Guess what? When God hung on that cross, when Jesus hung on that cross, he washed that sin as white as snow. Though our sin was as red as scarlet, he washed it as white as snow. I'm talking past, present, and future sin is covered under the blood of Jesus because of what he chose to do. Guess what, you guys? He didn't have to do it. He chose to do it. He was even in the garden of Gethsemane. I can't say that word today. You say it. Gethsemane. Yeah, that's like what he said. And when he was there, God, is there any other way? Father, is there any other way? And God pretty much just said, hey, no, this is why I've sent you in the place of every man that will ever walk under the sun. Any human that will ever walk under the sun has an opportunity to say yes to Jesus Christ. So when we say pick up the cross... It doesn't literally mean to pick up this thousand pound cross. It means we need to learn how to die to self. Like, cause there's a war going on between the lusts of our flesh, mm -hmm. meaning like I want to do what I want to do. I want to do it when I want to do it. And I don't care who tells me and I'm going to make up my own decisions and live my own life and nobody can stop me. That is naturally every human's flesh crying out in some way. Everybody may look a little different of what we kind of turn to choose to be a part of turn, choose to run away from. And the other part is God beckoning our heart. Jesus and what he did on the cross beckoning our heart to say, there's more in life than what I'm choosing to do. There's more to live for than what I'm choosing to live for. And when we when we talk about picking up our cross daily, it's not giving into the flesh side of things, like the things we want to do. It's turning to the spirit of God saying, hey, I want to be in a relationship with you the maker of heaven and earth. I want to walk in cadence with you. I want 
to be blessed. I want to give you glory. I'm choosing to follow you even when it's inconvenient and we are in battle in our with our, our souls at times internally because there are things that I may want to do, me, Micah, but know that, you know what, I don't have the privilege of doing that. If I'm going to be a Christ follower, I need to really process some things that I need to process with the Lord, you know? So I just think when we talk about that first question to unpack it for the person who's listening, maybe just tuning in, to know that we are not perfect people, but we serve a perfect God. And there's no sin that can cause you to um, make God love you more. And there's nothing you can do to make God love you less. Like we are all on equal playing field. But the moment you say yes to Jesus, you are now adopted into his kingdom. You are his child. You can now walk in peace and cadence with him. But that doesn't mean that your your faith won't be challenged, right? And Josiah, like I would just love to hear you um, maybe just share something with this uh, listener today and maybe even just myself. But do you believe that your faith will cost you or it has it cost you something like is there something that comes to mind when I ask you that question because if the listener is listening and tuning in they may be on the fence of why should I say yes to this Jesus when I can do whatever I want or I've said yes to Jesus and there's still some things I'm up against can you speak into that I fully believe that true faith in Jesus will always cost us something Mm -hmm. whether it's our comfort whether it's our reputation whether it is financial stability and security, whether it is our life, I believe that true faith in Jesus will always cost us something. And that might be the least emphasized uh, part or message within the gospel. You almost look at the gospel like a diamond for a second, and there's different facets. There's different components Mm -hmm. that we are chosen. We are adored. We are loved. And we are also called. Mm -hmm. And part of that call is to death. Part of that call is an invitation to new life. And um, I think that the reason that this is tremendously a countercultural message is we live, at least recording in this podcast, we live in America. Mm-hmm. And we live in a country that has been founded on some ideology of religious freedom and liberty. And we've lived in kind of a comfort zone mm-hmm. of Christianity for the first time in history, actually. I just found this out that there are now more Christians, there's more disciples of Jesus below the equator than above the equator. This is the first time in history. And you might say, oh, well, England or London or Great Britain. Yeah, that's a post-Christian culture. But America is actually becoming more and more post-Christian, more and more post-modern. And I think that that has tremendous implications that historically the past two, 300 years in America, following Jesus has been protected by law. Like we've had that freedom, that liberty, that right. There's other countries throughout the world that by following Jesus, Mm -hmm. your name now has a target on your back. Mm -hmm. And it's illegal or it's outlawed to maybe read the Bible or to own a Bible or to profess faith in Jesus. So I'm just asking the listener, can you think of a time when your faith did cost you something? Mm. Can you think of a, a time where... You know, your faith actually cost you something. It might have been convenience. It might have been sleep. It might have been, you know, your reputation. It might actually be there comes a day like Columbine High School. Do you believe in Jesus? And they pull the trigger. 
you know, we see it in other parts of the world. And uh, I'm just, I think we need to be ready for that day in America. I think we need to be ready for that day. Why? Because of what Jesus says in Matthew 16 is that whoever wants to be my disciple, pick up their cross and follow me. Mm -hmm. And so um, I look at, we are no different than the listener. Mm -hmm. We're not Micah. Like in some ways at 30, I feel like I'm 18 again because (laughs) I'm needing to depend fully on God for future as a parent, as a spouse, when it comes to vocation, all these things. I feel like I'm 18 again. And the 18, I say that because that was a time in my life where I started growing the muscle of trusting God with my future. Yeah, that's good. And, um, there were some decisions that we recently have been needing to make. And uh, I remember asking one of our friends about a decision in life that we were needing to make and take and decide and feeling, sensing God stirring in some areas. And I just asked our friend, am, am I crazy? Like, are we crazy for doing this? And babe, do you remember what his response was? Well, one of them said, you'd be crazy not to do this because God's obviously has his hand of protection and has his hand of blessing upon it. And then the other one is this really one I want to lean into. And he had said, we never want to reach a point where we stop relying on Jesus um, when we're comfortable, self-sufficient, and unwilling to risk it all on behalf of Jesus. Like we never want to reach that point where we don't fully rely on him. And I think when we live in a place of comfort, like things are uncomfortable. When, some, when things get uncomfortable, we kind of just want to pick up our bags and move on. But in reality, God's, um, God's saying like, hey, unpack your bags and we're going to camp out here for a while. And if you've ever been anywhere of discomfort, camping, I guess, is one of the fun things that Josiah and I did with some friends backpacking through Yosemite National Park. And that was uncomfortable. Guess why? You guys, we were on the trail for like six days, 79 miles, had 40 to 55 pounds on our backs, wanting to like be closer to God, wanting to see his beauty, but it, it cost us something to get there. Hmm. It cost us a plane ticket. It cost us the gear to buy. It cost us the physical um, trekking through the woods. It cost, it cost us, you know, different levels. It cost us sleep. You wake up in a tent, you know, like you're soggy, wet. You're like, okay, can we just pack up and go? Well, guess what? We couldn't pack up and go anywhere because the only way to get out of there was to call a helicopter, which would probably cost an arm and a leg. And I just remember thinking of like, wow, this is really hard. This is really challenging. And the only way out is to enjoy where God has placed us. And I think sometimes when we are going through a trek of life or a physical trek through the mountains or you're hiking, like your body may feel exhausted. Your soul may feel exhausted. Your relationships may feel exhausted. But hey, guess what? Like we get to choose to pick up our cross daily and live for him and point people to Christ. And it's hard. It's challenging. But guess what, you guys? Once you reach that next stage and phase of life where God is like growing you in, it's going to be the most beautiful thing you ever did see and realize. And you can look back. Kind of like when we were on top of those mountains, we can look back like, oh, there's Duck Pass or whatever it was. It's it like, was Duck Pass. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Remember Micah almost fell off the cliff and lost her life there? Yeah, well, guess what? God saved me and I didn't. It didn't happen. But you know what? There's things like that in life where we feel like we're on the brink of something, but it's a cliffhanger moment where you feel like, wow, I'm hanging from this cliff and someone's got to catch me. I'm hanging from this cliff and God's got to show up. 
I'm hanging from this cliff and somebody has to come and grab my hand. Guess what? God is doing all those things. It's just whether or not are we willing to lean into that and truly trust when God says, pick up your cross. Do we know what that is? Do we know what that means? And hey, there's moments Josiah and I, we're still figuring it out. We're like, Definitely. holy cow, man, we got to pray about this. I have no idea what's going to happen. I have no idea what God's going to do. But all I know is he better show up. And guess what? When has God stopped providing? When has God stopped providing? If you truly look back on your life, even if it was in a dark, bad situation and circumstance, I'm sure God's hand of protection was on you in a way that you don't even see, you don't even know, you can't even recognize. But the further and the longer that time goes on, you'll be able to look back, wow, God brought that person into my life. Oh my word, how did those groceries end up on my doorstep? Wow, this friend showed up in the time of death and birth of of family members. Oh my gosh, like God protected me from this job, from this relationship, from whatever. And I think sometimes we forget that when we team up with God, nothing's impossible, right? So we can get on the, the, the trail of life and we can choose to pick up our cross and follow what God is doing. But the moment we start wandering you know, it kind of gets a little dangerous. So it's our choice. How do we pick up the cross and what does that mean and look like? And it will cost us something. You might get some blisters. You might get some bumps and bruises along the way. You might, you know, break your trekking pole like I did and almost fall off the face of a mountain. But guess what? God showed up and didn't happen. But that was day one. <laughs> and sometimes day one and that first step is the scariest, most challenging yes of your life. And... I just want to say, like, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, feel like you're hanging from the cliff, from the chaos, the confusion, the frustration, the anger, anything and everything from the world, or maybe your personal life or the things going on around you, that cliffhanging moment, maybe it's your opportunity to say yes to God today. Yes to Christ. Like, Lord, I don't know how to pick up my cross yet. I just want to, I just want to be in a relationship with you first and foremost. So Josiah, how can I just get involved with a relationship with Jesus Christ and how do we how do we start that process? I think of two words. Jesus is Savior and Jesus is Lord. Hmm. And I think a lot of people emphasize and desire the benefits of salvation and they are unwilling to follow with the cost that is Lord. Hmm. And so we want to emphasize that Jesus is Savior, yes, and he is Lord. Yes. And so following Jesus as his disciple, as this question is asking, like, what does it mean, the words of Jesus? Well, Jesus says this, what good does it do to gain the whole world and to lose your soul? Saw an article recently where I believe it was Jeff Bezos who started, uh, at the time it actually was a small company called Amazon that's now a global empire. He is a billionaire, a hundred and sometimes over. He has many other companies and he is trying to fund the quest for eternal life. Because hmm. he probably has more wealth than he could ever spend or know what to do during this lifetime. So he's wondering there's got to be more than just money. Mm-hmm. Money won't, you know, money alone doesn't get you into heaven. Mm-hmm. And uh, this were, you know, all in the same human experience temporary Mm -hmm. here on planet earth created as eternal beings and so as eternal beings it's following jesus as lord as savior Mm -hmm. as god 
And um, it will cost us our old life, our sin nature. And, and there is a promise that actually in this world, you're going to face trials. You're going to face troubles. Mm-hmm. There's going to be persecution. But take heart. Jesus says he's overcome the world. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know about you guys, but I believe this, that my future is secure when I place it in a Savior's hands who are nail scarred. Mm-hmm. My future is certain. It's secure mm-hmm. because he hung on the cross so I can hold on to hope. And so for someone who's wanting to put their faith and their life in Jesus to make him Lord of their life, I think it's as simple as praying, acknowledging. There's like three parts, admitting you're a sinner, believing in the Savior sincerely, and then confessing and forsaking your sin. That's a part of the journey called following Jesus and picking up your cross daily Mm -hmm. and uh, following him on the journey. And if you decided to make that decision, if you prayed that, we believe that it's going to cost you something and yet it's the greatest decision of your life. And we want to support you with next steps, with encouragement and resources. So you can head over www.fyi-podcast.com. Let us know that you decided to follow Jesus as Lord and Savior. And we'd love to be in touch with the resources. Um, Maybe your next step is being surrounded by a local church, a campus ministry like Chi Alpha. And we would pray that friends would surround your life to help you carry the cross together. Yeah, so we just want to say happy Easter season to you. And to know that we love you, we're praying for you. We serve a God in heaven who who paid it all. So we look forward to more questions. If you have anything that you want answered, please send it our way. Not that we have all the answers, but we can hopefully help you unpack some of those layers to that question. So we just want to say a special thank you to Mike Miz with the intro and outro of the song, Reach the Next, as well as Kyle for, for being one of the sponsors to make this happen. So signing off, this is Mike and Josiah Keneally. Talk soon. Thanks so much, guys.